Welcome to Mill Spouse House, where we discuss our personal experiences with being a military spouse, answer your questions, and try to navigate this journey together. I'm Erin. And I'm Molly. So come on in, grab a coffee, get cozy, and let's have a chat. Molly! Hello, hello. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy well, New Year. Almost. It's almost Happy New Year in a couple of days when this eh, airs. I'm um, over I'm over 2021. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's skip to 2022. Let's, we're we're almost there. Man, and yeah, it's been a tough tough year. I can't believe it's been 2 years since the pandemic really oh my gosh blossomed into the madness that <laughs> it erupted. It <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blossom is too nice of a word. <laughs> um uh, yeah, and, and I just want to take a moment to acknowledge it may be a tough, may have been a tough holiday for some of you all. You may have spouses that are deployed or family members that are deployed and you have an empty seat at your table this year. Maybe COVID really impacted your family hard this year. And just want to say that we're thinking about you and our, our hearts are with you. And we really hope that you were able to enjoy some part of your of your holiday and are hopeful for the new year. I, I know it's hard to feel hopeful, but yeah, I don't sure. know that we have a choice. <laughs> yeah. 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 I read something last night that said, I don't want to agree to 2022 without reading the terms and conditions first. And I was like, that is so <laughs> accurate. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to do 2022 uh, until I know, <sighs> you know, what's in store, but you know what? That's uh. I wish I had a little, um, what what I was gonna say magic eight ball, but that's to answer your questions. A crystal ball. Yes, a crystal ball. <laughs> I knew it was a ball. Mm. <laughs> I wish I had a crystal <laughs> ball to know what's in store, but that's kind of just life. Is uh, sometimes you just have to roll with it. And I do feel like being a military spouse prepared me a little bit more for this chaotic time because especially being over here in Korea, lockdown for me really isn't that difficult <laughs> because I don't have family. I don't really have friends over here. And the constant change of rules is just something that I'm accustomed to. And the constant change of, I guess, orders and, you know, just way ways that we have to operate. I feel like a mil being a military spouse helped prepared me for the last couple years or it, it was teaching me how to to handle the last two years well how do you feel about that yeah I definitely think that it helped I remember in the beginning of the pandemic my husband was working at a dental office and they were the only dental office open for emergencies mm. and so he was still having exposure to possible, well, exposure just to people in general. And they had precautions set up and everything. But still, at the beginning, if you remember, like people were afraid to go outside. We didn't know how contagious this was. It was right. just there were so many unknowns. And I, I quarantined um, or locked down with our, gosh, was she, she turned to in the pandemic. So one to two year old. And, and so he was still being exposed. And at that time, we didn't know we didn't know anything. So to be cautious, we actually quarantined from him in the same house. Like a lot of mm -hmm. people had to do, especially healthcare workers, they were popping tents in the backyard or in the garage or, you know, and so like he would have to come home, 
unchain like change out of his work clothes into clean clothes in the garage those would go straight downstairs to, i mean it, it was just a whole thing right. and then like he he would wear a mask inside there were i think it was i don't know how long it we went without like touching or like really interacting but it was a it was a while and people were like how are you doing that like being in the same house and not being able to like touch each other or get near each other and i really just i really said i was like the military honestly we've spent a year away from each other, six months, two six month deployments, and yeah. got a handful of like two weeks here, three weeks there of training um, and long days. And so it really, it made us appreciate the time that we had together versus dwelling on the time that we didn't have or mm. couldn't have together. And we made and we made it work. And I know a lot of we were lucky that we that was only like a very short time because I know some healthcare workers or you know military or just anybody that was being exposed at the beginning or even now I know a lot of doctors and that work specifically with COVID patients right. have to still take those precautions. But yeah, I do feel like it helped us because we really did. We just tried to focus on the time that we did have. I remember, I think we would like read books to my daughter and like he would be like masked. And I have like this picture that makes me sad looking back at it. But like we were making it work. Like he was masked and then like reading a book to my to my daughter. Yeah. And and I took a picture because I was like, I want to like remember this, like to look back yeah. on it. Yeah, it makes me it makes me sad, but also like just how resilient our family is because of the military and what it's taught us. And um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely has helped us in a lot of different ways in a lot of different events in our lifetime. Wow. Yeah. I'm, it makes me very grateful for the military and it makes me look back at, yeah, like you said, just becoming a strong family unit and being resilient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was actually harder for us when we were home in Michigan because we we had family and friends so close and we couldn't see them. Yeah. And or it was very it was like a cautious like social distance. I remember my my daughter's second birthday party, it was a drive-through birthday party. So like people would drive through like my we went to my parents' house. It was socially distanced. Everyone was masked. But yeah. like looking back, like we made it work. And she thought it was like the coolest thing ever because <laughs> everyone like decorated their cars and like put balloons out the window and like signs. And she still got presents. And it was so we, we it was beautiful and we made it work. And I know a lot of people did because they did like baby showers the same way bridal showers, all that kind of stuff. So we really got cr creative as a culture and a society on how we how we celebrated. But you know, we've talked about military kids being resilient. These kids coming out of the pandemic and growing up with a pandemic, I, I can't wait to see how strong they grow up to be because as tough as it is, and, and my heart breaks that they have had to grow up with this for two years. I, you know, I have young nephews and, but I just, I just see how unfazed they are by it. Yeah. Well, I will, I'll let you know. Cause I have a family baby <laughs> yeah. uh, in two stages, two you know, cause one, mm -hmm. my, you know, my youngest was born in March this, this past March. So she'll be one in 
this upcoming March. So she was born, it was, it was definitely a lull in the pandemic, but like while I was laboring and having her, I had to be masked. Oh, I was not for, not for very long. <laughs> I took it off at one point and I don't think anyone had the, uh, courage to ask me to put it back on um because yeah I was I was in the thick of it and I was doing it without any uh medication so I yeah I don't think anyone is brave enough to ask me to put it back on at Mm. the end and so I just didn't but yeah it was still a thing the pandemic was definitely still there and when I had her but yeah my my oldest turned two in the height of the pandemic and so And I've really seen a change in her. She used to be a social butterfly when she was one. We had her in all sorts of activities, gymnastics and parents as teachers uh, type groups, like play groups. And she, yeah, she was a social butterfly. She tried to say hi to everybody in the grocery store. And then she she just had me for like a year, over a year. And so I've noticed that she is still a social butterfly, but it takes her longer to yeah. to warm up but also that might just be an age thing but now she's in school and she has never been phased by wearing a mask ever yeah and i think she was at the perfect age honestly in the pandemic because she was one and so really we were locked down so she didn't have to wear a mask the first time she wore a mask was when we went to the doctor for like a checkup and she wore it because she thought it was cool that everybody was wearing a mask right. she wanted to wear it. she was in that kind of stage um, and then we got a, a mask when we moved out to California and we had to be on the plane. We got a mask that actually like uh, fit her. She can now take it on and put it off By completely herself. independent. And she wears it at school and washes her hands. And yeah, I feel like little kids are, are so unfazed, so unfazed. Mm-hmm. I really feel for the kids that have gone through it in like middle school and high school because my heart yeah. went out to the seniors. Oh, like yeah. the like graduation and prom and spring breaks and just everything that seniors really look forward to. Their first year in college looked so much different. Um, yeah. And so that that's the age group that I really, really feel for. That age in, I would say like, I want to say developmentally, they probably understand it around like five or six mm-hmm. um, in terms of they'll at, they'll probably ask like, why are we wearing a mask? Why do we have to social distance? You know, it's the why stage can drive a parent off the cliff. Um, <laughs> and so I think that that age would probably be a little bit difficult too. But yeah. But yeah, just... you're right. We went to Osan versus Humphreys. We got to see their homecoming football game. But I, I know that they've struggled even some of do we do this event? Do we not do this event? And you're right. Yeah, I do feel for those kids who are becoming young adults and Mm -hmm. are looking for these milestone celebrations and not even get getting to have a graduation or their prom or even like a sweet 16 or celebrating their 18th birthday, you know, all these milestones that are so supposed to be so celebrated. Yeah, I will say that, like I said earlier, like we have as a society gotten really creative in how we yeah. um, are able to do it. I actually saw a, I think it was a TikTok the other day of a principal made a portable stage and t- drove it to seniors' houses so they could oh. actually walk across the stage. Um, that is awesome. Yeah, and I was just like, how cool. 
and I'm sure that it was at a smaller school because I, I know I graduated with a lot of kids. So that would have mm-hmm. taken like <laughs> months to do. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, how cool that he took the time to make this. And so they got yeah. the picture and, you know, and it, I think he just pulled it behind his truck. It was like on like a, one of those like flatbed trailers. Yeah. And he like made the stage. It was so cool. I'm sure you could Google it and just say like, you know, principal makes stage for graduates uh, during pandemic or something like that. But I just thought it was really cool. And like how we've been doing like proms and um, like I said, like the drive through parties, like I, I will always remember the drive through party for my two year old in the pandemic because it was just so cool seeing you know, everyone kind of band together to make that yeah. day special for her and for us, honestly. And and I hope that all of our listeners do take this time going into the new year, looking at those moments where we came together and where your friends and family came together. And, and I know, I know there's a lot of division. I know that there's a lot of, you were tired of this. I understand that. But look at all the things that we've accomplished through something so horrific absolutely Um, we're resilient we we can get through this and we can do it together we have to choose to most of the time yeah and we have to make an effort but looking back we're going to be very proud of ourselves for doing this I, i i don't know it's this it's it's tough. <laughs> and yeah. I want to just thank all our healthcare workers out there. Um, Definitely. Keeping us healthy and safe. And I know it's been the worst two years probably of your career. You know, and the brave young people that mm. are still going into the healthcare field, you right. know, knowing yeah. what they're going into because it's, you yeah. know, it's one thing to sign up for, you know, a career and to build a career and then, and then a pandemic hit and it's, and it's another to go in knowing what you're going into. Both are extremely important and admirable. I mean, yes, thank you so, so much for all that you have done and that are going to do until, until we're out of this. And one quote that I always referred back to in deployment, but I mean, it can really be in any aspect is you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. And Mm. that can Mm. be, you know, that can really relate to anything, deployments, sickness, this pandemic, any, anything really, you just never know how strong you are until that's the only choice that you have. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that kind of encompasses everything we talk about as mill spouses and everything we have been talking about with this pandemic and and so with that being said molly how do you feel about new year's resolutions is that something that you practice or you take time to think about yeah it's more of i guess i don't make new year's resolutions but i make a conscious effort to kind of look back on the year and say, okay, what can I improve on? And just, I'm all about very practical goals. I don't like super lofty goals. I like to break them down. I like to make them specific, measurable, you know, like all the smart goals that you learned about in school. But yeah, I don't necessarily make New Year's resolutions, but I definitely take the time to, you know, reflect and then make a plan as to what can I improve upon 
that's going to make my life and everyone around me better. Right. I, I heard, I don't, I don't know what it is exactly, but I heard someone say that you're only good at what you focus on. And so for me with new year's resolutions, I am not someone that is very good at, I'm going to go to the gym this many times, or I'm going to uh, read this many books this year. That has never worked for me as much as I have tried. I cannot do that for some reason. <laughs> but well, last year, I really decided that I wanted to focus on areas of my life. And I wanted to be good, pick something that I wanted to focus on being good at. And something this past year that I've focused on, especially because we're away from our entire family and friends, away from everything we really knew, is I wanted to focus on my marriage and being a good spouse. You know, just focusing on building my family, even though it's just the two of us. And and just take this opportunity of us being alone as becoming stronger for when we come back and becoming stronger for when we do have to go through those rough times. And a lot of that was me showing up for myself, being my own best friend and loving myself and doing things that may not exactly be fun, but are going to make me able to show up for my spouse later. I was so miserable being alone for a while and I had to learn how to be happy by myself. So when my spouse came home, I could have that positive space for them to enter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so this next year I'm, um, I'm kind of just focusing on that still is, is how do I show up for myself this year? How do I go about accomplishing, making myself proud of myself? (laughs) That's just like, it's it's more for me of a mindset. Every day choosing to put myself first. And that can be hard sometimes. I can be lazy sometimes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I can get down on myself sometimes. How do you pick yourself up? That's that's what I'm trying to learn. Yep. You are preaching to the choir. I, my, one of my favorite things to remind myself is, you know, the oxygen mask on the airplane quote Mm -hmm. or analogy, whatever you want to call it. You have to put your oxygen mask on first before you help others. And I, that is something that is my, one of my biggest weaknesses in, Oh yeah. In motherhood. (laughs) You burn yourself out. Yeah. And now, Working, being a working mom, working full-time mom is very new to me. I'm only like three months in. And so Mm. I am very much still trying to figure it out and still trying to make time for myself, work, make time for my children, make time for my marriage. It just doesn't feel like there's enough time in the day. Mm. And I know people do it. Because people work even more hours and have even more children and, you know, have even stronger marriages. Like it's, and I try not to compare myself, but I look to those people and say, they are doing it. They're finding a way. We need to find a way too. There is a way to do this and we just need to figure it out. For all of our listeners out there, I just encourage you to not put a lot of pressure on yourself with New Year's resolution goals, but try to... 
think of it as a mindset shift. How do you want to show up for yourself this year? And if you do make resolutions, make them practical, realistic, positive, measurable in, in some sort of way. If you are like me and you love lists, just for the sheer fact of you get to cross something out, write <laughs> something down, write something down so that you get to actually cross it out. Yeah. Visualize it. Yeah. Manifest it. Yeah. So but even we if we even... don't know the terms and conditions of this next <laughs> year, let's, you know, let's go into it strong and, uh, and then finish it strong too. Yeah. Happy new year, everyone. Yeah, happy new year. See you in 2022. (laughs) Mill Spouse House is brought to you by VA Claims Insider. VA Claims Insider is an education-based coaching consulting company for disabled veterans who are exploring eligibility for increased VA disability benefits. VACI was founded in 2016 by Brian Reese, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran and former U.S. Air Force Captain. VACI currently serves more than 300,000 unique veterans per month across its websites and membership programs. VACI's mission is Veterans Helping Veterans Access Education-Based Resources to Get the VA Disability Rating and Compensation They Deserve. Mm -hmm.